Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, and the final ever Ashes Test at the Wacker is underway, and Australia have a chance to regain the Ashes. So let's head straight to the Wacker to hear from our reporters on the scene. Thank you, Manners. Uh, here with Crush Craddock. At the Wacker after day one, and it's the first day that you could say has been convincingly won by England on this tour. Of course, they had a couple of good days there towards the end in Adelaide, but this was their day uh, four for 305 at Stumps after winning the toss and batting first. Darwood Milan has scored England's first 100 of the summer. He's 110 not out, and Johnny Bairstow well on his way to a ton of his own 75 not out. And Crash, it was an intriguing day because we saw Australia really get the get get the whacker, you know, cracking like the whacker of old for a while there. Um, but a few mistakes in the field, perhaps some uh, poor lengths by the bowlers, and, and England were able to claw their way back into it. Yes, Ben, it was like going back to the seventies, wasn't it? That rampaging bounce, it was wonderful. Mm. Took took us, you know, on a lovely little joyride back there. But they always used to say in the 70s, if you can stay alive into the last session, the batsman can then take the game away from the bowlers. And so it proved a two-tone day and a wonderful day. I mean, even as Australia despairs, many neutral fans, many Australian fans, are enjoying the, the, the awakening of the contest. And I think that's wonderful. 
Um, Milan batted beautifully through the offside. He was an absolute joy, smashing cover drives. They took on Nathan Lyon. They rendered him wicketless. That's the key point of the day. He couldn't get him out of trouble. And, you know, two poor drop catches. Uh, so, you know, Australia, to me, just looked like they were snatching at the urn. Yeah. Crash, it seemed like um, perhaps the, the drop catches were just the first sign of sloppiness. Yeah. Um, the, the first one was an absolute sitter from Mitch Marsh. He dropped Mark Stoneman on 52 off Josh Hazelwood. Now, he only made four more before he did ultimately get out. So scoreboard-wise, it didn't have a huge impact. But we were seeing Josh Hazelwood in the midst of one hell of a spell. I mean, that was absolute world-class bowling. And if he'd got Stoneman when he should have straight away, you know, what could he have done with with new batsmen that were coming to the crease? Yeah, you don't see it much these days. I reckon Stips Fielding is a lot better than it used to be. Like, blokes take good catches now, like... And the sitters are, 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 are pouched nine times out of ten. That was the other one out of ten. Like, really poor. Missed the ball, hit his sunglasses, for God's sake, half it bobbled out of his hand. Mm. And he didn't bowl well either, Mitchell Marsh. So, you know, these young kids, like Bancroft, you know, we've gone on and on about him after Brisbane. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, you know, he struggled at times in the field and, you know, he's... You know his batting's been sort of okay, but it's a it's a tough game, and mm. you know we must remind ourselves that the Adelaide Five, those five players who were were brought in uh, for the Adelaide Test last year against South Africa, with Peter Hedge going twelfth man today, all five have gone. That's mm. the brutality of Test cricket. Exactly, and just touching on that second drop, it was Cameron Bancroft grassing. Darwood Milan at the end when Milan was on 92. Gee, that would have been a huge breakthrough with the second new ball. Well, it was the first ball with the second new ball, wasn't it? And it just, you know, just one of those moments that turns England's day into Australia's day. Mm. I think of Australia had them five for. And maybe know. six after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, look, we've got a test, Ben. It's going to be fascinating. And, and you know, England now get the bonus, don't they? They bat on to after lunch tomorrow. Their bowlers only spend half a day against Australia. Yeah. So they'll be fresh the third day. So, yeah, uh, that big advantage. Crash, um, just to finish up on the day's play, uh, I think the spell that really stood out was Hazelwood's to Stoneman in particular. Uh, that was quite a brutal bouncer he landed in to his head, wasn't it? Oh, and then, yeah. And then when Hazelwood went off, Stark continued it. And then there was that moment of controversy, wasn't there, where um, where Stoneman was given not out on field, referred by Australia, and then Alan Dar, with not mu- not much of a look at the replay, reversed the decision. Now, uh, it was an amazing catch, by the way, by Tim Payne, one-handed, leaping above his head. Uh, and in the end, it seemed like the right decision made. But uh, again, Alan Dar probably not covering himself in glory. No, although he got it right in the end. I think mm. replays, Ricky Ponting called it well. Very embarrassing for England mm. because the batsman probably knew that he, he got a glove to it. He was walking off sheepishly, but not mm. not in any great protest. Then his captain sort of sending him back. So he's turning around thinking, I've actually hit this. 
And so it was an embarrassing moment for England. But since that point in the day, the whole day turned around. That was their, They didn't lose a wicket after that. So mm. congratulations. Great day for England, and it's going to be a great test, Ben. And, Crash, just to finish up, um, we must address the uh, the story that dominated most of the day, I guess, and that was uh, match-fixing allegations that have come from the Sun newspaper. Um, they've given a, a past a dossier on to the ICC, uh, which made startling allegations that perhaps this match, this test match, was uh, the subject of, uh, you know, of uh, attention from match-fixers that was obviously thwarted, uh, but also some attention on uh, on the Big Bash and some doubts over some ties there. Now, the ICC and Cricket Australia have virtually com- dismissed any question that this game is, a, is, a, is of interest to match fixes, but um, the ICC investigating all these other claims into the Big Bash and, and allegations that an ex-Australian player and an Australian official may have involvement. Nothing shocks me, Ben. I remember uh, when Hansi Cronje was exposed and Mark War and Shane Warne were exposed, the first reaction was, was one of utter disbelief. So no, nothing shocks me. And I, and I don't believe any Australian would throw an Ashes test. Any cricketer who's ever played for Australia, I don't believe they'd do it, But or, or even fiddle with it. But what has concerned me for many years is the ICC's inability to put heads in the guillotine with match fixing. I think they've had about three or four successes off their own bat. Uh, the rest have been newspaper tips. So, you know, they just don't, you know, they can't put the ball between the posts. And so I've got no confidence at all. I believe match fixing was rampant in the early years of this century. And it's still out there, as we've seen by your story tonight, where three international captains were recently um, recently reported match fixing. It's out there. In the, it's it, it's troubling cricket, and cricket's never got to the bottom of it. Yeah, and uh, crash this probably will linger on for a couple of days, but uh, we've got a great Test match brewing, so um, you know, I'm sure most of the attention, at least uh, from Perth, will be on the on on the Test, but. Uh, fascinating day on, on all those levels. And uh, Menas, back to you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Great stuff as always. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast app. And we'll be back tomorrow with another update. <laughs>